Are you ready to be transported back to 1800s high society London? Because season three of Bridgerton is now playing only on Netflix. This season follows the story of the Tons resident wallflower, Penelope Featherington, as she undergoes a journey of self-discovery and empowerment where we see her truly blossom. Penn's emotional transformation takes centre stage as her friendship with the charming Colin Bridgerton evolves into something more. For those not yet acquainted, Colin, the charming younger brother of the Bridgerton family, is about to turn Penelope's world upside down. Mm, This is the ultimate good friends to lovers story. From those initial butterflies to when both parties realise there might be something more between them, watch Bridgerton season three, now playing only on Netflix. I think that there's a lot of emphasis on self-care nowadays and body positivity and stuff, and that is so valid. But I don't think that you can have that without social conscience. I don't think you can live a good life either. Welcome to our fifth In Conversation episode of Shameless, the pop culture podcast for smart women. Today we're joined by the incomparable Annie Nolan. Annie knows there might be a whole range of reasons why you follow her on Instagram. It could be because of her activism, it could be because her children have rainbow hair, it could be because you like her blog posts, or it could be because her husband Liam plays AFL. Annie is a writer, she's a mum of three, and a woman who spends much of her free time trying to make the world an ever so slightly kinder, more compassionate place. We sat down with her in her Melbourne home to talk about the difficulty of being honest online, about the strength it takes saying what you think, and how she's nowhere near as confident as people might think. Here's Annie. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys are so lovely. I don't know why you're We're really not. Because everybody asked us to ask you and we love you too. You're so lovely. I actually came across you because I think we have a lot in common. Mm. Everyone kept popping up in my DMs. They're like, you know exactly what you've just said. You need to go and listen to Shameless. And so I was like, who are these people? That's why we're excited to have you because I feel like we're going to have some good chats because of that. Yes. How would you describe yourself in a career sense what would you give labels to yourself a hot mess trying really hard to be kind (laughs) I love that so when people describe you as an activist and a writer would you identify with that is that how you yeah I don't know I think we're all activists though Mm. just for different things and different levels like I think it's maybe rare on Instagram, say, um, most people um, are going to follow someone like Bindi Irwin, you know you're going to get animals. And if you're going to follow Clementine Ford, then you know you're going to get feminism. But I think the reason that people sort of pause on me is because, I'm, like I was saying, I'm a bit of a hot mess. And I, I sort of post a lot of everything. I'm just not black and white. I'm so many shades of grey slash colour, you know. Definitely I, shades of colour today. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we'll share if only they could say many <laughs> shades of colour. So, you know, and I think that's the only reason that people go, oh, you know, you're an activist or whatever, because it probably stands out a lot more when people, I, I think in a way I am sort of proud of myself on some level, even though 
I'm way less confident than people think I am. Mm. I'm, I'm really mean to myself, actually, internally. I'm, I don't have that much confidence. But I think the one thing I am proud of is that with pages, like I was saying before, whether it's feminism or it might be yeah, environmentalism or whatever, often people that already believe in those things follow those pages, right? Mm. And so they're in, sometimes they can only be reaching the people that already agree with them. And I think maybe the one thing that I am proud of is that I, I am quite diverse and someone might stop following me because, you know, my kids have got rainbow hair or <laughs> even my husband playing footy or things like that. They'll follow me for one reason and I'm able to talk to them about something else. Like I, hang, I do hang out with hardcore activists <laughs> and I don't know anyone that doesn't have light in their lives as well. I think that's so true, though. I think when you meet people with opinions or people look at people with opinions, there's such a a funny assumption that they're obsessed with this stuff all the time and passionate all the time. And sometimes you just sort of want to chill out and sit on the couch with wine and watch The Bachelor or do something that doesn't make you think and feel all the time. Absolutely. I mean, this is kind of your podcast, your podcast. And I can understand now why people would come to me and, you know, DM me and say, you really need to listen to Shameless. And it's because... You have, you know, light and dark and you can talk about The Bachelor and then you can talk about, I don't know, toxic masculinity or whatever it is. <laughs> you are able to do both and talk about issues, um, like serious pressing issues, when people have, you know, come to you to listen to things like The Bachelor. So you're doing Sneaking. so well. We try. <laughs> hey, tell us then on the subject of podcasts, what do you, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to at the moment? Yes. Okay. So I'm listening to a podcast at the moment called Invisibilia. Yes. I've heard of yeah. it. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm a bit of a crier uh-huh. <laughs> and I cry over sad things on podcasts all the time but I've act, I've never listened to a podcast before where I have cried for myself is that even a thing I don't know I related so hard to one of their episodes and I was so overwhelmed so they have this this podcast uh this episode sorry called how to become batman and it's about a blind man that uses echolocation and I'm visually impaired I'm not blind but I'm visually impaired and listening to him talk about um, how love sort of held him back, I just related so hard. I was like, people now say things, and I know people might mean it as a compliment, but I'm like, oh, that makes me feel weird, which is you just don't appear to be visually impaired anymore. Mm. But I can tell you right now when I lived with my mum and dad, I couldn't even do things like hang up my clothing on the line because I would get headaches and stuff and my parents would just go, oh, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it for you. And so I just didn't really know how to look after myself. And then when I left their love, all of a sudden I was able to cope so much better. Mm. And anyway, it was about him and he's a fully blind man and he rides a bike and he does all these normal things, but it's about how society just has such a low expectation of what you can do. And, you know, people that with very good intentions for you can actually hold you back. And I just bawled because I was like, oh, my God, I feel that. I felt that. So, um, And their first podcast was about um, mental health, which I thought was really good too. But, yeah, Invisibilia, the podcast is about all the invisible forces that 
um, have an effect on human behaviour and society and things like that. So, yeah, it's really interesting. I need to add that to my list. Mm. It's also got a bit of a This American Life feel about it, yeah, but it's run by women. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Am I right in thinking that you've been watching Marie Kondo on Netflix? I have only watched one episode. I watched the first episode. Mm. And for me, the thing I couldn't get past was not the cleaning. It was like the awesome normalizing of breastfeeding on it. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. It was Have a it? really good first. You oh, should watch it, Zara. It's actually, had... I watched one episode and I went home and I changed my entire wardrobe. Yeah. And I saw on your Insta story. Yeah, I watched one episode and I sort of caught the bug, but I am... I am quite a clean freak. But I do want to say that I did a bit of a Miss um, Kondo about when did you release the episode on fast fashion? Oh, Ooh, this, that would have been a month or two ago. Yeah. A month ago. And I took it upon myself, and I haven't told you this yet, yeah. but I took it upon myself to go and do a clean out on, on social media, and I unfollowed every single clothing label. And guess how many there were? 340. Oh, I am not joking. Oh and when you, when you think about that, I was following ads. That's what a great was I idea. Doing? And, and it's made my self-confidence so much better. I don't feel any need to follow a trend. And it's like the impulse to buy is gone. And you can still see clothes on, you know, influencers and your friends and stuff. And you go, oh, that's cool. And sort of go to buy them. That's fine. I'm not saying it's completely eliminated, but after I listened to your episode, I was like, why, why do I keep the temptation there? I you love know? that. I'm you definitely going to do that. You I think follow. we need to start a movement. I definitely do because my Instagram account is very fashion focused, whether I'm fo- mm. like following people who clothes I really love yeah. or clothing labels, but I don't need the clothing labels because I actually think it's sort of like uh, suffocating. Well, it suffocates my creativity as yes. well when it comes to clothes because you are just looking at the same thing over and over. And it's so much better to look within your own wardrobe and what you've got yeah. and try and be creative with that. But yeah, it was um, that whole, it's about who they are, not what they wear. And now I have got rid of all of these other fashion labels that I, honestly, I was following ads. They're ads. They're yeah. 100% ads. I chose to follow ads. <laughs> like it's so weird. And now I... I'm seeing way more ideas than fashion and it's so good. Mind you, I will tell you a secret. I did set up a second Instagram account <laughs> to follow the clothing labels. <laughs> to follow the clothing labels. But <laughs> it's a shiny one. Yeah, it, essentially everything. So it wasn't even just fashion, it was like homewares, kids clothes, everything that was essentially an ad. I went and put it in one account and I never go over there. Clever. I thought, oh, I'm a bit, oh, you know, when you can't really let go, you're like, yeah. oh, but I've like followed these for ages. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Instagram hoarding, 100%. I put them over in this other account just in case I had an event or something, but I, I'm just going to close it down because I'm not even <laughs> using it. That's amazing. Do you know what? I bet after this episode goes live, we are going to have an entire group of people who are going to do exactly the same thing. Don't you reckon? Everyone's going to be like, I absolutely should do that. Um, Annie, you mentioned before that you grew up visually impaired, but you weren't born that way. So what were you like as a kid, both before and after that happened? Yeah. So I had an accident, well, an incident when I was 16. What was I like as a kid? I feel like this is really sad, but I feel like I was more mean Mm. (laughs) and that's hard to like admit, but I think that everything that was sort of joyous about who I am has, it's still there. I'm still 
fun and everything, but it was just so much more when I was a child. I was far more passionate and not scared. I had no fear. And I mean, fear of fear of other people and opinions, you know, social media can definitely like make you become very vanilla, like really vanilla because you're just too tired and it just gets to you every time like someone pulls you up on something. So there's that, but I had so much more confidence. I thought, I don't know, everything, every aspect about me was probably just amplified, which, you know, I think is lovely because I had a really lovely childhood, but I just sometimes want to tap into that little girl that I was and bring her back because I think it's really sad that she sort of got beaten down over time a little bit. I mean, she's sad, but that's just the reality. And I think I'm getting her back. Now I'm, I'm turning 30 next year, although the Daily Mail like to say I'm like 30. They've been saying I'm 32 for five years or something. <laughs> One day they'll get it right. Um, I think they just oh, they just stick and guess an age. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. I'm turning 30 next year. Oh, no, not next year. We're in 2019. Yeah, I'm turning ni- 30 <gasps> this year. And I just feel like maybe I'm getting that little girl back a little That's bit so because I just... I also look at my kids and I see them, me in them, young me in them, and I'm like, I don't want them to grow up and feel the way that I feel that I've sort of watered down. Like lose their fire. Yeah, lose the... 100%. I, yeah, I don't want that and I want to get it back. So I am being, trying to be a little bit more fearless now. And it's funny because people write to me and they think I am, Mm. but I just comparatively, I'm not. That surprises me because the sense that I have of you as well is that you are quite fearless because I think it does take a certain amount of courage or balls for lack of a better (laughs) word to say things that you think online. Yeah. Do and not everyone does it. No. There are so many people. I know you've spoken about this a little bit before, Annie, but there are so many people, even when we say something, Zara, that we feel a bit self-conscious about, but we feel passionate about it. We'll have people DM us, people with influence mm. and followers who will privately say, oh, I really support you and I really agree with what you think. Yes. However, they're not willing to say that themselves <sighs> for the greater good. Instead, yes. they want to keep it private. And mm. it's something we've been grappling with over the past few weeks to be like, why don't you just say it? Like, if you feel so strongly about it to message us, yes. say it to your audience. Oh, I know. I know. I don't want to bring up any one particular incident. I'm sure that you know. But the amount of response I got in my DMs, I'm, I, I, I can't put a number on it. But honestly, every time I was refreshing, it would be 10 more messages. And so there were so many then I put up a post of a, about virtually the same thing. I think I got 10 comments because no one wants to stand up. And I, and I understand, but it's, it gets, you know, a bit disheartening at times. I think that everyone's just so scared of giving opinions. The thing is, I have a personality that can very easily change its mind. So I love talking and I'm not standing up on, well, I mean, I'm sure sometimes it comes across that way, but I'm trying not to be the person that's standing up on a soapbox and like, hey, everyone, I know everything. I would be mortified if that's what people thought, but I give so many opinions because I love people talking to me and talking through it. And I have changed my opinion so many times because of social media. But I don't know, people are really scared and, and, and particularly other influencers. This is the other thing. Other influencers 
I think are definitely more watered down because of money. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's money. Who, When you become a little bit controversial, you just don't have as many people wanting to do a paid post. You're not brand safe, quote unquote. No. That's what you call people that have too many opinions. Oh, I am... I am very unbranded, <laughs> I think. Um, I know, but I do. I still get. I I still get work and and do a little bit. But yeah, I think that everyone really worries about that. But but then it's like it's so boring. Like it's a I've really heard, hard one because I yeah. agree with you. Money absolutely has to come into play because people. I mean, if this is their livelihood, they've got to earn money. But on the other hand, it's like if we if we if there's only a handful of people saying what they think and nobody else is actually saying what they think. We're not going to have any productive conversations about anything important Mm. because they're not being spurred on by people that might disagree with you because nobody wants to say anything at all. And I get that too because criticism is hard and it's stressful and it's not fun. I think there's also an idea that if you're a woman with opinions, you are snarky and in people's face and a bit off. Oh, and self-righteous. It's like self-righteous. It's like, oh, God. Just because I like talked about something that you would talk about with your friends and I've just put it out there. Yeah, it's so weird that it's like that. And it's really frustrating. But also I I will defend other influences as well because, you know, there's not many jobs that you have to – you feel a a social responsibility every day for as well. You know, most people go to a a job and they don't have that. I mean, you know, of course there's nurses and social workers and stuff that do way more good, (laughs) of course. But most, most people don't have to carry the weight of lots of these social causes and whatever on their shoulders. I understand, on the other hand, too, that, that maybe they do, do just want to post about bikinis or whatever, you know? Yeah, and really separate that personal from the professional, yeah. which you can get too. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for you, at what point did you realise that your opinions had some weight and that people were listening to them? I just don't think that I ever realised. Oh, no, I mean, I do know now, but... It's not like I got to a certain amount of followers or something, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have a platform now. Yeah. I better like help I'm people." Very out. important. Yeah, it's so important. <laughs> no, I just I'm I'm really lucky. I have a friendship group where we can go out and we can talk about absolute nonsense, and then in the next minute we're talking about superannuation and North Korea and polygamy. Like yeah. honestly, that that's the type of friendship group I've got. So my social media is just pretty much the same. Like, maybe I'm not talking about those three things. In fact, I don't think I ever have. Quite a niche market. Very very polygamy. I really want some polygamy posts, please. I do follow um, North Korean news on my Instagram, and it's really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I follow lots of very diverse accounts. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't think I ever really got to a point and I was like, you know. But I do understand that I do have a platform the thing is, uh, I see people write all the time to me. And they're like, I love that you are the voice for those that are voiceless. And I hate that because, no, people aren't voiceless. People are yelling and screaming and going, hey, you know, Aboriginal people are dying in custody and we really need to do something about it. And their families are protesting and screaming. No one's listening. No one can, like seems to be caring. And so I think that I... I don't, I'm not speaking for these people. I would hope that what I'm doing is just passing the microphone over 
and going, hey, I've got this like mic that I talk into all the time and, you know, I talk absolute nonsense. Hey, let's like pass it over and like, you know, I'll just retweet or um, reshare. And yeah, I think, I think there's a misconception that people can't talk for themselves. They absolutely can talk for themselves, but um, it's when you've got a platform that, yeah, I do think that there is a more, a, Oh, for me, I just I don't think it's not a moral responsibility for everyone, but just for me, I just sleep better at night if I, you know, I th- I, I think that it's part of good self care. In fact, I think that we there's a lot of emphasis on self care nowadays and body positivity and stuff, and that is so valid. But I don't think that you can have that without social conscience. I don't think you can live a good life either. I think that one feeds into the other really, really strongly. Like, you know, you can't be only doing it for everyone else because you'll burn yourself out, but you can't be being, making sure that you've got your self-care right and ignoring the struggles of others because that's just not a meaningful life. That is such an interesting way I of love looking that. at it. Mm. I think what you just spoke about, which I guess the word I use for it is platforming. When you have a platform, it's your responsibility sometimes and I think we feel the same way as you do Annie in that we feel a responsibility to give our platform to other Mm. people who do have voices but our platform can magnify those voices and Mm. make them heard is there one issue that has always felt closest to your heart that you really want to champion no Uh, honestly no and I get asked this asked this question all the time but um no I, I I feel pretty strongly, like I'm not saying that I feel the same amount of strength on everything because, you know, I don't, don't, (laughs) but I, there's not one thing. I mean, maybe my my one big frustration though, (laughs) um, is that I think that Aboriginal rights in this country is just so far behind and that upsets me greatly and I can only imagine how the community feels and how much feeds into that like you look at things like Adani and stuff which are environmental factors but again on Aboriginal land like I it just seems to always come back into it and then I just can't believe that we do not give it enough voice that's probably the one thing living in Australia that I find incredibly frustrating how ignored sometimes they are and for someone really good to follow we were saying this before but someone really good to follow is celeste little on facebook for that stuff you know i think that people could learn a lot i love good follow recommendation coming up after the break annie explains her desire for self-improvement and growth and the unsettling reality of going viral but first a message from this week's sponsor You have your own podcast, We Want to Be Better, with your friend Bianca. <laughs> and clearly, even just in the theme of this conversation, we're talking a lot about things that drive you and things that you're passionate about and ways that you want to better yourself and then better the world mm. around you. Where does that drive to be better come from? Do you think it was the way that you were raised? Do you think it was the way you were born? Because not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody lives every day and thinks, I want to be better at what I'm doing. Yeah. I definitely was raised in a lovely family. My parents are gorgeous, um, but I probably think I was probably more born with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not saying that people can't have it, but uh, I think my son actually is the same. Mm-hmm. He, he, there's a lot of um, my personality in him, but I think 
I was like a five-year-old that had a snail rehabilitation center because if I stood on a snail, I would ball my eyes out and I would make sure I could grow this, their shells back before I could release them. Like I've always been really intense <laughs> and my parents were so frustrated with me because, you know, I think in the way that Liam is sort of sometimes frustrated by Maliki, um, he's so funny. He, you know, he figured out that, Santa wasn't real because I don't believe mum that, because he's a vegan, I don't think that Santa would um, abuse the reindeer by making them go all around the globe. He's got a good point. (laughs) Drop off all the presents. And I was like, oh my God. And then we had a drag race party and my friend, male friend, dressed up in drag and looked beautiful, came down the stairs and was laughing. And he said to Maliki, Maliki, Oh, he said, oh, what do you think, Maliki? Just laughing. Maliki turned around and he's like, I'm, I, I'm just not sure what's so funny about a man in a dress. And he was like, oh, this next generation. <laughs> They're so good. But, yeah, I definitely probably wasn't quite as um, aware as Maliki was. I was also like a country kid that, you know, did country things. I think I was probably a lot born with it. You mentioned an, uh, a sort of an example before when we were talking about people agreeing with you behind closed doors, but perhaps sort of not publicly. And, and sometimes when you do want to have an opinion on something, it comes at the expense of maybe the person who you're critiquing or analysing or calling out. Does that ever sort of play on your mind that, you know, you don't want to make enemies, but also there's got to be a, a point for the greater good here? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I do feel like I have crossed the line. But, you know, sometimes we we all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. This is the thing. It's like we're expected to just know everything and we don't. And you just got to own up and go, I made a massive mistake and own it. But um, generally speaking, not that I'm I'm a punchy type of person, but I would never punch down, so to speak. I'm never going to like there's a big difference. I don't have all that many followers, although I feel like they're quite engaged followers, which is really good. Um, but, you know, if I'm talking about someone that has a million followers, that's not – they're a long way off me. Mm. They're, they're, I'm not going to really affect them that much, I don't think. I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's a hard line. And I probably do it less and less now and talk about just the general issue. It, it is really, really hard. It's really hard. And I don't know where the line is. And I think we're all figuring that out. I think we definitely in the last month, even Zara, have grappled with that. We spoke about, I think the topic you're talking about is charity porn, which is the word I give for it when influencers try to big note themselves by talking about their charity, which kind of just reduces the whole idea of doing charitable acts in the first place. If you're doing it for self-gain and for your own brand, then why are you really doing it? And if you're intruding the privacy of a person who is vulnerable, then where's the consent there and what's the point? Yeah, well, I had someone know that person that was the subject of that image personally knew them and reflected you know wrote to me and said that person that that is putting that person in danger and they're at risk and that's when it's like it's not even about making yourself look good anymore you're actually actively damaging someone else it's not even I mean let alone their dignity and all of that stuff hey safety you know and that's where I I don't know I don't know guys like I where is the line and then I um 
I'm a bit of a sucker for the underdog too. <laughs> I like really. I'm, like, I'm, you know, I feel like, well, who who is going to stand up to this, and who is going to um, stand up for the, that person that was the subject of that? I like who is going to do it. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard. No, it's hard. And I think you're both absolutely right in that there is a difference, I think, between big noting charity work, which is just sort of a bit of an eye roll, but at the end of the day, do good, than actively doing harm. Because yeah. I think our sort of our line on Instagram should be do no harm. Like, yeah. sure, not all of us have to do good all the time, but just do no harm. And I think the other thing is, say with calling out and stuff, I think that we also the amount that we call out and the the amount that we talk about problem behavior we should also offset by forgiveness mm-hmm. and understanding that people make mistakes so say calling that person out shouldn't be too damaging and hopefully it's just lesson learning because i've made the mistakes and i have been called out and i you know and i have gone on i think that that's the main thing that i believe is that okay call it out and make the person aware of it. And sometimes you do have to put it through the public opinion. Mm. But then I would also hope that people would learn a bit of forgiveness and understanding that we're all learning and we're, we're making mistakes and we're just making them so publicly. You know, And that's really scary. I think one thing we think about a lot, and I think we probably don't do well enough yet, and but we're so conscious of it in that... We can critique one thing or call out one mm. thing, but we should also absolutely, on the other hand, be promoting the things that are good about that some people are doing because that's yeah. equally as helpful. But exactly. I think we can sometimes get so caught up in what's wrong with everything that we forget to promote all that's good too. I think yeah. that's reaction culture as yeah. well because we're constantly reacting to things so quickly. It's often the negative things that we're responding to. Well, they say that a negative tweet will be retweeted what is it 10 times more Crazy, than a positive yeah. t- tweet so, so if someone like i saw recently like a man came out and he was talking about how women should be virgins or something and everyone was retweeting it and then you know i was looking at something else that was positive and it was like three retweets like mm. just underneath all these and I, yeah it's a hundred percent reaction culture and i understand that it is a bit of a process that we have to go through in order for everyone to learn. We do have to bring up negative things, but for sure, like we should be talking about some of the good as well. When it comes to you saying, oh, I've been called out on things or or things of my, you know, my decisions have been made public. I know when I was going through some of your blog in the last few days, you've you've spoken about this strange, strange concept of of going viral and being the centre of conversations. What's that feeling like? Um. Out of your control, mm. completely out of your control. I think that people have gone that have gone viral, sort of like not in a positive way, but they are life changed forever because it is so out of your control, and people are just so nasty, <laughs> and it really does, I think, change the way that you see everything. Because I think that there's like this misconception that. You know, if I'm a really good person, and how could anyone interpret me wrong? People can interpret you wrong all the time, all the time. We had this conversation on the drive over, and I was saying to Michelle, you know, I love what we do, but my biggest fear, even in the next year or so, is us doing something. And and I have no control if people read that wrong. I have no control if people take the wrong aspect. And that's terrifying to me. I did a, um, like one of the things that went viral for me was I had um, my twins in a pram. This is before anyone knew about me. 
But I had my twins in a pram and I put some um, placards on the front, like oh, laughing came up about on Google when I put your name. Yeah, like <laughs> laughing about all the ways that you know I the things I get asked for twins and haha, wouldn't this be funny? This is the frequently asked questions of people that have twins. And it was crass, and I, I don't really swear all that much on my Instagram anymore, but it was a bit rude, a bit vulgar, but no one was following me. It was really meant to be for my friends. <laughs> and then it was like, I'm insensitive to people that are going through IVF. I should be grateful for um, the children I have. Oh, gosh, the generation nowadays don't like to talk to each other, and it's like, no, it was a joke. Like, it's mm. fine. And, and and if anything, the IVF thing actually really got me because my twins were in NICU. They were born at 26, 27 weeks. They were there for months, 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 months. And lots of people there that went through IVF. No, I was sticking up for them too because they get these say, ask the same questions and then they have to share their medical history. Like, I was just saying, you know, I said conceived by F. <laughs> and um, on on one of the black guys, you can so hear it. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and that was one of the things. And everyone's like, "She's so ungrateful." You know, I have to go through IVF, and I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm also sending up people who've gone through IVF as well because my friends that have gone through IVF, it actually upsets me that someone in the supermarket that's asked those, you know, asked her, she has to go and what tell you about how hard it was for her to. Oh God! But anyway, everyone can misinterpret stuff the wrong way. I think I was saying just before we got on here that I was posting about the fact my kids didn't know about black seeds in watermelon. I was so confronted. I was like, oh, my God. Can you believe kids nowadays, they don't know about VHS and cassettes, and now they don't even know about black seeds in watermelon. And I posted it, and then a watermelon expert contacts me. And was like, I think that you just need to let everyone know that it's not through GMO and that it's just another type of watermelon that we grow more of now and all this. And that's totally fine and that's lovely because imagine being a watermelon expert and you're like... And people misrepresenting watermelons. Yes. And imagine it's like, oh my God, this is finally my topic. So I can understand as well because you would just like... Oh, I've been waiting. Everyone's been talking about it's body type positivity to and yeah, exactly. <laughs> 2019 is the year of the watermelon. But you, you can feel like you are never giving all. You, you just have to stop at a point where you go, I cannot defend myself anymore. Cause I found that I was very defensive and that's something that you have to let go. You just have to go, meh. All right. You're not always going to understand me, but hopefully you, you will follow along long enough that you know that I'm not a bad person and that maybe you interpret that wrong. Mm. So, yeah. Given that there is quite a bit of interest in your and Liam's life, what do you? What type of parameters do you put around what you do and don't share? I don't really share all that much about Liam. Um, I do and I don't. Like, I'll share lovely photos of him and stuff, but, yeah, it. I don't share all that much about our relationship. I mean, I... I don't know. Is that a conscious thing? I don't know. Is that a conscious thing because you, or subconscious maybe, that you aren't that interested in being defined by that relationship because you very easily could? Yes. I saw Emma Hawkins talk about the wag thing. And I was like, yes, I feel like I'm always being given a label that I didn't choose. So I would just be sharing my life and just from having kids, apparently I'm a mum blogger. So again, it's what I am to my children. And then 
in my relationship. I'm a wag. So it's what I am to Liam. Hey guys, I really would like to be just me. There's that. There's also footy. Footy can be a little bit scary. In my personal experience, I, I am quite outspoken and sometimes there's a little pull up every now and then just going, just, you know, just remember your husband works in the, you know, in the AFL and just be careful what you say. Yeah. I, I think there's probably a little bit of that as well. But also, you know, the last year's been, it's been hard. It's been really hard. Um, my husband has a brain injury and I, we are getting out the other end of it, which is great. And it's looking so positive and he makes me sick how positive. He's, he's so positive. He's, no, it's a really hard person to live with sometimes <laughs> because sometimes I just want to roll out of bed and just be like, oh God, I can't be bothered. And he's like, let's seize the day. <laughs> da, 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 da. Like, honestly, he is just over the top. And it's lovely because it's lovely to, you know, bask in the rays of someone like that. But yeah, sometimes it was really hard in the last year and I think it was quite confronting for us both because he is so positive to sometimes go okay this is really hard and we need to like yeah pull back but yeah I, I think that we haven't really shared much of that at all and I think that I think people would probably be pretty shocked what goes on in our real life mm. <laughs> yeah I was actually thinking this about you two coming here today I was like you're gonna have this experience now where you're going and seeing all of these influences and people mm. in their real life is it getting weird because does it does it look like instagram no and it's really good for us too i think somebody asked us this like at the end of last year what's it like sort of talking about people that you know you are now sort of like meeting and who are listening Mm. and i think it's really good for us because you sort of see people as a whole not just as their social media and their natural habitat as well like we've been to a few influencers houses and worked alongside them and stuff and it's just it's so normal once you strip back all the numbers and followers and whatever else is going on yeah it's so normal I I find that so interesting you do sort of get that well-rounded picture of of who people are do you tend to get then fatigue about oversharing or sharing or just thinking like I have nothing left to give people oh yes and I get creativity burnout and yeah and uh, oh all the time all the time I get burnout but I've never one of those people that's like oh I have to post every day mm-hmm. if I get burnout I just don't go on the internet <laughs> and I don't post for a week and I think that I do that enough that I'm not one of those people that takes time off and then everyone's like oh my gosh are you okay is everything all right um people just know I'm quite erratic so it's just the way that I have to cope if, if I'm going to stick around because mostly I love it. But every now and then you just, you have to know where to draw on the line for yourself. So I just, yeah, I, I, I have never had a problem really with switching off. I think that makes me rare. Maybe. <laughs> you are rare. Indeed. I think this might be a good place to wrap it up. I've got two questions for you. Yes. Number one is who are some women that you find inspiration from yeah. and that you look to for guidance, I guess. And the second question is, what's on the horizon for you this year with your career and what are you planning to do next? I think they both link maybe. Mm. Uh, This year, my youngest children go off to school. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm lost. I have no idea what I am doing. I'm probably going to give myself the first six months or something to figure it out and then hopefully I can 
dive really deep into it. I want to keep doing more of our podcast. Bianca and I are just not like you two. We are so disorganized. We need to get better. This is amazing what you're doing. But the person that I definitely look up to, although not super famous on social media, is definitely Bianca, Mm. who is my best friend. And she's just confidence in a way that no one I have ever met has and not confidence in that oh I'm just gonna you know put a photo up and I've got cellulite in it which is absolutely valid she is confidence in I stand by what I say I say it she's so funny she's so 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 funny and she's so clever but she's confidence in You know, if you take a photo of someone for Instagram, usually you take 20 photos minimum. (laughs) Bianca, you take one photo and she looks and she's like, yep. Oh my God, what a dream. Who are you? I (laughs) wish I had that. She saves. Yeah. And her phone (laughs) scroll is bare. It's so weird. Like she just, you know, is such a good friend and she's such a positive energy, but she also believes in things that I think are really important, but gosh, she's so fun. And I just love her. And it's, it brings me so much joy to watch her succeeding. And I think she's going to absolutely take off and I can't wait. We'll need to include Bianca's or Bianca's, sorry, um, all of her handles and everything in our show notes. And podcast as well. We'll definitely oh, pop that one so in lovely. the show notes. You have to notes. come on our podcast. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Go rogue. <laughs> Annie, thank you so much for joining us today on our Shameless In Conversation. We have loved having you. You are such a force on social media and such an important person for people to be on people's radar I think and we're so stoked that you you gave us the time I love you both it's a real honor and I mean it I'm so excited by the way I'm in your little Facebook group now oh yeah I'm like hi so we can all debrief the episode yes 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 Thank you so, so much for joining us for this special In Conversation episode with Annie Nolan. She was an absolute delight. There were rescue animals everywhere and beautiful children and her house is just filled with life and colour and fun, exactly as Annie is as a person herself. If you want to follow her, you can find her on Instagram at uncannyanniblog. You can also listen to her podcast with Bianca. It's amazing. It's called We Want to Be Better. So you can search for that on your favorite podcast app. Apart from that, you will find us in our Facebook group, Shameless Podcast Community, or find us on Instagram at Shameless Podcast. We will be back in your ears on Monday. Bye, guys. See you next time. Hello guys, Mish here. I am the co-founder of Shameless Media. Thank you so much for giving us your ears and your mind and your time. We're so grateful. If you enjoy the stuff that we produce, may I recommend our brand new podcast, Style-ish. Style-ish, if you want to say it quickly. Style-ish, if you want to take the long way through. It is our podcast for all things fashion, brand, business, and beauty. If that is in your wheelhouse. If you care about style content, you will love this show. It is, of course, more than just a show as well. It is a newsletter. It is an Instagram feed. It is a TikTok account. 
there is so much good stuff going out on Stylish every single day starting now. So in your favorite app, search for Style-ish. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. We are an independent media company and we would be so, so grateful for all your support. That's all for me, guys. Check out Stylish and have a good one.